You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows, visit electronicmediacollective.com. Distraction. Ooh. A little, little sultriness. Yeah, a little, that voice, little, man. Little, little ASMR for your Saturday It night. feels like I dialed a 1-900 number. Man, where'd that come from? I don't know. I just thought of it right now. I'm wow. going to be a little sultry tonight. I'm a little cracking in me at the moment. I'm a little cracking in you maybe oh, tonight. Wow. I don't know. Release the cracking. Release the cracking. Fuck yeah. My How we doing? Goodness. My name is Adam. With me is Scott. My goodness, How we doing? This, dude. This is, I'm trying out my radio voice, okay? I, this is my application. This is, this is going on my portfolio <laughs> for... Being on talk radio, 570 a.m., you know. Dude, you I'm know? getting half a chub listening to that yeah. voice. That's pretty good. Oh, yeah. Remember, you, we had we had some uh, some women listen to our show and be like, you have a sexy voice. You do, my friend. Yeah, and, have- then, and then we started the video podcast and they saw what I looked like. So, <laughs> ladies, if you if you just want to talk to me on the phone, if you just want a phone relationship, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm open to that, too. We could just talk like this all night long. People are going to start using your voice. To catfish, dude, that's awesome, right? I, I like, would be flattered. I'll, that's I'll be honest. Great. With you. I'll be honest with you. If people use my voice or my picture to catfish, well, they're not going to use your. Picture. I know that, but what they're I'm saying, there are picture. people out there that are really pissed off that like like tend to be women, good looking women who get their picture stolen so they can go yeah. on Tinder and stuff like that and get their identity stolen like that, and they get really mad about it, dude. It's flattering. It's fucking flattering. Like you should be happy. Like, <clears throat> okay, weird thought that just popped in my head. So, if you are a good-looking person. Okay. You exist in somebody's spank bank. Mm-hmm. That, that is a fact. You not doesn't have to be a celebrity. Any average Joe. If you... All you ladies out there, all you ladies out there, if you are good-looking, you're self-aware that you were a hot woman, all your dude's friends have you in your spank bank. Just hands down. 100%. You should be flattered. Don't be angry about it. Be flattered. If somebody told me... No matter what they look like, no matter what I thought of them, if somebody said, you're in my spank bank, you know, I, I think about you sometimes when I'm in the bathtub. I'm like, all right, let's go again. You know, it's not often where in the first first few minutes of the show do we come up with the title of the episode. But this is now the spank <laughs> bank. So make a note of it, my friend. Uh, it's right there in the middle. Okay. I'm going to make a note of it, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good thought. I, I'd be flattered, but I'm sure there's people out there who – might might not have the same mentality as us and that's fine too that's fine too uh, you just you can't really control it like no you can't you can't control what's going on in people's no, heads unless we can start incepting into people's spank bank and stopping it from let's, the inside out let's hope not that's what <laughs> that never happens ever <laughs> what a waste of resources <laughs> I, I wouldn't put it i wouldn't put it past the government though they're looking at everything. They're looking at me right now on the webcam. Yeah. They're looking at us right now. Enjoying the show. Peace out, Peace yo. Out. 
FBI. How's it going, my friend? It's going pretty well. You know, it's going pretty good. I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But besides that, it's going pretty well. Oh, I'm tired, too. Normally, you're the one who's like, I'm tired. School and work. And I'm over here. I'm over here like, what the fuck? Let's drink. But man, I I got, I'm tired today, too. You got a bit of workout. I walked in a parade. Uh, I love a parade. (laughs) You should have wore a pedometer or something like that. Oh, I did, bitch. You did? I got my Fitbit on. Oh, yeah. Can you you look on there and see how many steps you did? Like how much you actually 17,000. That's like my daily count. Why didn't you shit before that? I'm just saying. That's my my daily thing. So 17,000. I thought it would be more, but no, 17,000 steps. Oh, that's, that's, that's about average. My daily, my, that's a little less impressive than the story you told earlier. Tell us, tell it the way you told it earlier. Well, then well, it'll be, we'll be more impressive. Okay. So, so we had a, in our hometown, there was the, the light up night parade, which is an annual thing where it ushers in the holiday season, I suppose. And they have all kinds of floats. I mean, there was 75 different they weren't all floats. Some of them were banned. Some of them were whatever. But some say they there all float 75 down here. different participants in this parade. My children, their school and their dance line was one of them. And uh, they were able to be in it. They both wanted to. It was freezing cold. So I'm like, okay, you guys can do it. So they got to ride in a float. And they said, you know, parents are allowed to come with us too in the parade. But you can't ride on the float. You have to, like, walk with us. Yeah. Well, I was like, fuck that. We'll just, like, camp somewhere along the route and wave. And my wife, she goes, our youngest is five years old. She's not going to go on a float by herself. And she's like, so you're going to walk with her. Dude, you should have strapped was, on the rollerblades, man. I've done that before, too. That <laughs> I've done that before, too. Yeah, we've done that before. I've done that. But, uh, yeah, it was a blast from the past, but... Uh, I got voluntold that I had to walk in it. Voluntold. <laughs> so I, I did it. And um, for the people who don't know, this was a very, I don't know. How long do you think that is? Because like I said, we started in the Giant Eagle Plaza, walked all the way down East State Street in Hermitage, made the left onto State Route 18 by the Shenango Valley Mall, went past Hickory High School, and then to the Dairy Queen parking lot. My ability to estimate distances is ex- extremely terrible. I'm horrible. I couldn't tell you how far it is from me to the wall. Uh, it's probably. Honestly. But I'll give you four this. Miles? I'll give. I'll give you a measurement. Do you know? You know where I used to live, my mother's house. Yeah. You know where the skating rink is. Yeah. In between those is exactly one mile. So think about that. Maybe three miles. I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. But it's fucking far. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Far on concrete and stuff like this. It's not like you're walking on like carpet or yeah, like on a treadmill concrete. or something like that. Concrete and, and blacktop. Like 25 that's... degrees and it was like spitting rain. So I'm like bundled. I look like I look like uh, Ralphie's brother. What's his name? Randy. <laughs> Randy from uh, Christmas Story. When my arms won't even go down. I got so many layers on. Yeah, it was it was wild, but it was a good time. It was a good, good time. Yeah. You so know, I'm I'm spent, man. So I'm gonna. I'm going to need you to carry the show tonight. We'll, we'll see about that. Okay? As you we shake shall, your We crack shall see. A little crack. Let me gulp this down. Speaking of. Yeah. Why don't you talk about what we got here? Uh, why do I have to talk about it? You're the one. You've been talking. You've been harping on this for months. You're like. I didn't I buy got it. Some, I got some seltzer. I got some seltzer. Yeah, but house. I didn't buy it, though. That's the thing. I got it from my. So my mother. Okay, I'll tell the story. Tell the my story. My mother. Um, she got into the White Claw game. <clears throat> She's. My mother. I take after my mother. We love rum. We're both rum people. Rum, rum all day long. But occasionally she does like to have beer from time to time. 
every now and then. But she never had White Claw, and I told her about it, and she didn't even know what it was. So she was like, "What White Claw? What's White Claw?" I was like, "That's like the new white woman drink. That's a white lady drink right now." And she had never heard of it. So Hard she got, seltzer. Yeah. So she went out and got White Claw, and she's like, yeah, "This is not bad. I kind of like it." So she decided to get White Claw's a little expensive. It's a little pricey. It's not expensive, but it's of the seltzer beers. It's probably the pricier of the, of the one because of the name, I guess. I don't know. So she decided, you know what? She tried like a bunch of other seltzer beers. So right now we've got Bud Light Seltzer. Uh, where's Mike Deloney? Because I'm sure he would love something like this. He's um, a Bud Light fan. He likes the Bud Light lime. Yeah, I think he'd like this. But we have we got a bunch of Bud Light seltzer down the bottom of the fridge. It's not the only thing I have. There's um, Bush Apple, which is also a kind of a seltzer beer. So maybe we'll do that another day. But we're going to do Bud Light seltzer tonight. I've got cranberry. I got strawberry. Strawberry. So I've had White Claw. I've had uh, Truly... I've had Vizzy. My wife is a big fan of all those ones. But I've never had the Bud Light Seltzer. This is my first time having this brand. Got to be honest with you, I feel like if you had a seltzer, you've had a seltzer. I can't really distinguish I'm between the brands of seltzers. The flavor matters. Because yes. there's flavors you like, flavors you don't like. But the brands, I don't notice that much of a difference. I'll be honest with you. I'm kind of right there with you. Seltzer is seltzer mm-hmm. is seltzer. It doesn't really matter. It just tastes like a sparkling water, yeah. kind of like a flavored sparkling water. Um, it's not bad. I'm not saying it's bad. But if you've had a seltzer beer or White Claw or something like that, you've had what we're drinking now, basically. I uh, When White Claw – because White Claw was first on the game <clears> – <throat> When when White Claw burst on the scene, I remember I was. Did you say seam? On the scene. First on the seam. I said seam. You said seam. Clean the wax out of yours. No, said no, no. We'll go back in this video. Okay, rewind about ten seconds. He said seam. When White Claw <laughs> first burst on the scene, I made fun of it. Like you said, I called it the white girl drink because it is. I made I made fun of it. Well then. I went to I went to a bachelor party actually, and a bunch of the dudes there brought like cases of claw, and I'm like, "What the fuck, you fucking sissies drinking white claw? What the fuck is this?" How old were these people like at this bachelor party? What their I mean, age range? Mid to late twenties. Oh, pussies. I was older than them. I'm sorry, I was in my wussies. 30s. I don't use. I actually don't use the word pussy anymore. I used to use that. Wussies, wussies is what I meant to say. Okay, I thought so too, but I like really hadn't dabbled. Yeah. Too much at that point. And before the weekend was over, I was like funneling claw. And I was like, this shit is the greatest. As somebody who has had white claw and has had seltzer beers, yes. I'm still going to say wussies. If you're going to do a bachelor party and your big drink is going to be white claw. Right. Hit it hard. Come right. on. Bachelor party. Hit it hard. Well, I, I understand mean, on a Saturday night like tonight. Yeah. I mean, it's, it wasn't. Only what we did. We did other things too, which I won't get into that on the show. No. But uh, what's it's there's it's stronger than beer, isn't it? This is you talking about this in general? Yeah. I'm trying to. I, I don't know. It's five percent uh, alcohol. Yeah, five percent. That's stronger than a beer, typically, unless you're doing some crazy crap. It's stronger than a Bud Light. We'll say we'll put yes. it that way. What do you What do you think of it? I kind of gave my opinion. It's it's it, it's good. I I I prefer what you're drinking, strawberry, but I don't mind a cranberry. So. Yeah, the flavors you had in there, you had cranberry, you had pineapple, you had strawberry, and you had one more that escapes me right now. Lemon lime? Uh, no. But anyway, strawberry was the one that I think I, I wanted. 
I want it so it's good. I like it. I enjoy it's it. It's not bad. It is not a bad vintage. Yeah. It's it's if you if you're going, I, I'll be honest with you. I have no idea the price difference between this and White Claw. So if this is cheaper and you're on like a budget, go for this. It's, it's I have never purchased a seltzer. Like I said, neither my, have I. Honestly. My wife really likes them, so I have them in my house a lot because she likes them. And then I drank them at the bachelor party. Now I'm drinking them here. I've never been the one to drop a dime on it. So I have no idea what they cost either. But it's not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Hey, Scott, I got a question for you. Yes, sir. Weird question, but I'm, but I'm going to ask you this. And you want to know be, who's in my spank bank? Because that's private. No, no, no. We don't talk about each other's spank bank. That, that's for yeah. our own person ourselves. Okay. No. So be an open, have an open mind about this question. I always do. Okay. We'll see about this. So, Scott, is it okay... When it comes to um, ethnic-based restaurants, is it okay to be a little discriminatory about uh, what's going on there? And no. I'm with, so like like for example, like if you go to like a typically Chinese restaurant, okay, and you see just a bunch of white people in there working, are you kind of like mm, I don't know about this? It's not a bunch of J Chinese people. Or like if you go to like a La Isla style Mexican restaurant and you see just nothing but white people and no Mexicans working, are you kind of like mm, this isn't authentic? I don't like this. I gotta be real with you. I don't think I've ever been to a Chinese restaurant that didn't that had white people working. Really? Yeah. China Walk has ton, tons of non tons of non ethnic people working there. I don't typically go there. I typically go to uh, Tops. I stopped there. To, I stopped there to pick something up for uh, uh, the family, and yeah, there was like maybe one or two Asian people, and the rest were a bunch of. White people. I think there's one black dude that worked there. So, I uh, gotta that's tell. and that's kind of what made me think of it. Is it okay to be discriminatory if it's like that? Is this like one time where it's okay to be like, mm, not a lot of Chinese people working here. Maybe I don't eat here. I I don't know because I don't think I, that situation ever happened to me. I mean, I'm not talking about going to like Taco Bell or Chipotle and having yeah, white that's different. That's fast that's food different. Based. That's basically that's fast food. Um, but talking yeah, about like, authentic, like supposed to be authentic, you know, or as authentic as it can get, where it has the name on it, like hey. This is a Mexican restaurant, or this is a Chinese, or this is a this is an Italian restaurant, something like that. I, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't know where you were going with that question. We asked we asked the important questions here on FYD. So I, I have I have two stories I'd like to share that you kind of and I one of them I may have already told on the show before. If I did, I apologize. But the first question reminds me. Speaking of bachelor parties and ethnic restaurants, as you put it. Several years ago, several now, a buddy of mine was getting married, and we had a very chill bachelor party. was wasn't too much, wasn't a big deal. We just went out and did some bar hopping. But before we went to the bars, my buddy wanted to go get something to eat, and he loves, 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 loves Chinese food. And right around the time of this, there was a new Chinese restaurant. Chinese food and pizza, the two best meals. I I concur. There was a new Chinese restaurant that had just opened in our town. It did not it did not last long, but it did. But the unique thing about it was it was the only Chinese restaurant in our town that had a liquor license. Ooh. Meaning you could get beer there. And we figure, hey, we're going out drinking tonight. He's gonna get loaded, our our the groom. So we'll just go to this Chinese restaurant and we'll start drinking here and then we'll carry on the rest of the night. So we go to this place. Uh, 
It was a China buffet. Yeah. It was a buffet. Okay. They tend to be. So uh, typically they tend we to be go there. there and we sit down at the table and the the Asian waitress comes over to us and oh my god, I hope this doesn't come out racist, but it's probably going to. I'm going to do uh, my best impression of how. Okay, I'm, I'm uh, toe in the line here. I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> but, but you got to understand with her accent, and I'm not making fun of her accent. I just want you to understand how we were trying to understand it. It was difficult. He said, what kind of beer do you have? Because we were all going to order beers, right? And she answered with, Bud, Bud Light, Yingy. Mountain Dew, Pessy. <laughs> we're like, okay, let's stop you right there. First of all, yingy sounds great. <laughs> so I think we just got a bunch of yingies around, which was be yingling. Yeah. And she brings it out to us. It was warm as piss. It was, I think, warmer than room temperature. Isn't it like... I could be wrong, but this isn't like America's the only one that like cools their beers. Everybody else drinks at like room temperature. I don't know. I know they do it in England. Everywhere. I think Europe. They do it is, in, I think Europe, Europe is big about serving that. But but we're in America. Like we're drinking an American beer from you Pottstown, be Pennsylvania. Your you should be wearing your trucker hat and with your America. Confederate flag. Deloney was here. Your... He'd be he'd be like Hulk Hoganing through his shirt. Like yeah, I am a real American. Anyway, I digress. So we're like we complain. We're like, do you have any cold? Turns out. They didn't keep any of their beer in a cooler. Really? They didn't know that that's what needed to be done. So you t you taught them that you should refrigerate your beer. Well, one of the guys who happened to be there who was in the bridal party wasn't a real close friend of mine. I always thought he was kind of a dick. He's always a little bit always of an gotta asshole be one. and a douchebag. But we were mutual friends with the groom, so he happened to be there. And he there was no shame in his game. He laid into the poor girl and, like, was giving her the up and down. And, I mean, she wasn't too good, but, I mean, it was a new place. I'll, I'll give her the benefit of the doubt. And then, and then, to make matters worse, when we were all done, we are getting ready to leave to go to the next stop. We get, our, we get our tabs, we get our bills. And when you go to a buffet-style restaurant, what do you do in the line of tipping? Um, so... Compared if to like a sit-down restaurant, is there a discrepancy? Is there a discrepancy there? So back when I used to go to like Chinese buffet, like sure. buffet and stuff like that, we did not tip. Oh, you don't tip? I think. Oh, I, I think. I, I think. It, I think it was. I think it was off and on because here's like the tip is. I think this. I think there was a sign that said tip is included with the price. Well, that's. I think different. that's what it was. So when that's we different. we yeah. used to tip, and then we saw a sign that said. The tip is included with the cost of the buffet, and we were like, "Oh, I guess we don't have to tip them." Okay, well, I, so, I don't know so about yes. that. Typically, yes, I would tip because, you know, like for example, Golden Corral. There was we, I've been to a few times at Golden Corral. Mm -hmm. Every time we went to Golden Corral, we always tipped because there was a person that came and brought drinks and stuff like that, and took plates away and stuff like mm -hmm. so. Like, yeah, we would tip. So yes, I would say you would typically tip, right? Unless there was like a, something that says that the tip is included with the price of the buffet and stuff. So so when I go to those kind of a places, if I go to a sit-down restaurant, I'm a good tipper. I do, especially if... I try to be. I, I, I worked in a restaurant for a long time. I know how it is. I, I never I never under-tip. I, I am an over-tipper, almost exclusively. Unless the service is extremely poor 
and I know it is the direct result of the server, that's when I will I will alter the tip. There was there was one not to derail the story, but there was one time we we went to I think it was my grandmother's birthday this pet this recent and it was last month I think it was. And we went to this one restaurant, I can't remember what it's called. Um oh no, we went to fucking what's it called across the street from Sheets. Combine Brothers. Yes, we went to Combine Brothers. We went and sat down in there and had Combine Brothers. So, not the fault of Combine Brothers, but the server we got sucked in my opinion. Okay. And so it's a one time where I was that dude that was openly saying like, like, like being a dick about it and stuff like that. Right. Not directly to her, but like there were not a lot of people in this restaurant. There was like maybe a couple other tables. Okay. It took this one 15 minutes to bring our check. It took her almost 20 minutes to bring us boxes to, uh, to box up our meals. Like, this woman was absolutely, like, going in the back and, like, texting or doing... And she was not, like... She wasn't, like, a teenager who's, like, a high school student that doesn't care. Like, she was a little older, like, uh, at least in her 50s or something like that. Oh, so, wow. yeah. So, that service, even though... So, the food wasn't bad, but the service sucked. So, I think I tipped average. I think I gave her, like, the minimal tip I possibly could without seeming like an asshole. So... So, for a situation like that, I don't know what happened in your situation. I wasn't there. But it's going to have to be pretty bad for me to do something like that. I, I'm a very good tipper. But when I go to buffets, I really only throw a couple bucks down. Yeah. Because they're not doing much. They're picking they're, up plates and giving, giving, filling up your drinks. Yeah. Yeah. That's not, it doesn't take a lot. We're doing the they're work by getting busters, the food. They're basically busters is what they're yeah, basically yeah. So, busters. I mean, I'm still going to tip. Here's I'm the thing. Busters tip. deserve a tip too, though. This, when we were done, and pretty much we had a big party. I think everybody pretty much did that. And the server got mad at us and called us cheap. To our faces. Wow. I was like, what? Like, I felt bad. And I was like, oh, my God. I started reaching for my wallet to, like, give her some more money because that's the kind of person I am. The douchebag who was with her was like, no, you put that wallet away. We're not giving you another cent. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was a, it was a really weird situation. What, like, what was, like, the, it was just, like, a poor tip? Like, who, who was the one that tipped? It really was an average tip for... A buffet style where she only only mind you she wasn't clearing the plates we were stacking our used plates up and she wasn't taking them she brought us beers that were warm because they didn't know to keep them cold she didn't know what the beers were because she told us that mountain dew was a beer that, that's a cultural thing i think i, I think imagine. it could be a cultural probably thing. A cultural thing but a cultural thing is also hey you don't have to tip as much when you're working a buffet I guess. I sound like a cheap asshole. I guess. I, I think it depends on how helpful they are, how often they come and clear the plates. Like if like if you're stacking them high and they're not coming to clear they the weren't. plates, okay, well they that's weren't. that's yeah. that's bad service. But if you're like put just a couple plates down and their yeah. service coming immediately, like, okay, let me clear this up for you and stuff like that. Alright, that's still it's still good service. But like in also fairness, the douchebag also gave her a lot of shit you said. Uh, like a lot more shit than she probably deserved because of the warm beer. So there's a there's like there's a little give and take I think a little tug of war going on right here you know the second story and I might have told this before but I remember being absolutely mortified that this happened <clears throat> ironically enough it happened at a light up night parade Ooh. I went with my in laws uh, we had a big party and we went to eat at a Mexican restaurant that was along the parade route we were just going to get some food we were done eating we we're going to walk outside and watch the parade we weren't in it this year. And we sit down and we had a, it was a great meal. Oh, I love Mexican food too. Really good, really good food. A whole bunch of us. 
Well, my in-laws, my, my, my father-in-law and my stepmother-in-law, I guess, were sitting at the one end of the table. And I was in ear distance, earshot of what they were saying. Our server was a, a Latino gentleman. He did a fantastic job. God, our, our food was perfect. Took care of us. Real, and my in-laws are very, they're, they're, the, they're the baby boomers that want to talk the server up. Oh, you know those, the type. Those guys, yeah. Yeah, millennials, we don't do that. My, we're there, we're my, there for business. My grandmother is a talker. I yeah. love my grandmother, but she is she is a talker in situations where I'm yeah. just like, this person doesn't care. My late grandpa was a talker. When we would go out to eat, he would just chat up the server, and it was just oh, it was so embarrassing. But they were doing this, and he seemed fine with it. He was chatting them up, too. Well, yeah. He had a very thick Spanish accent. And he was saying, like, you know, I've only been here for three months. It was a relatively newer place also. And he's talking. And my in-laws are a little bit more on the conservative side. So use your imagination of how they are. And they're talking with a gentleman with this backstory. And um, one of them, I can't remember which one, says, So now that you're here, have you, have you given any thought to becoming a citizen? They said this to the, yeah, take a drink. You need to. They said this. I put my hand in my face. I'm like, oh my God, what the fuck? Why? Leave the guy alone. Like, like, and his response was the greatest thing I've ever heard. He looks right at them. He goes, well, I am. And they were just like, they kind of like looked at each other. Like he just said he's only been here for three months. How is he a citizen? Like they, they, they were flabbergasted. They didn't get it. And without missing beat, dude goes, I was born in Puerto Rico <laughs> and I was like, fucking yes. And even my father, he still looked a little bit confused. And my mother-in-law, she leans over and goes, it's an American territory. He's like, oh, <laughs> they didn't even know that. So it was just, oh, it was so here. So here's the thing about that story. Um, I'm not going to lie. It, it wasn't, there was a long, long time where I didn't even know Puerto Rico was an American territory. There was a okay. long time where I did not know. Probably longer than I'm willing to admit, but there was probably a long yeah. time where I didn't really. Geography is not my big thing. You it's mentioned not really, that. Not really yeah. my big thing. The public school or the private school and lets you down. Private school system lets you down. Not. I'm not going to defend your in-laws, but if you're in a Mexican restaurant where it seems like there's a lot of ethnic people that right. have like... I'm gonna say use the phrase broken English, where right. where you know mm -hmm. you can you can tell that English is not their first language, right. and somebody looks at you and says, "I've only been here for this amount of time." Right. It's not that big of a stretch to assume that they were from another country and they've Correct. only been in America for Correct. that short amount of time. I still say, even with all of that, which I agree with, you still don't fucking ask them their immigration status. It's none of your fucking business. No, it's not any of your business at all. No, exactly. That's why you don't have common look. Everybody out there that goes to restaurants, take it from two two guys who've worked in restaurants. You're chatting up the servers. Mm -hmm. You make a good conversation. They seem like they're enjoying it. They don't give a fuck about anything you have to say. None. They don't give a shit. Zero. They Nada. don't care. All of you little old ladies out there who are watching this, obviously. The stripper doesn't like you. Like they don't. Exactly. That's basically what it is. All right. We, you, you recently won an office. So we know that there have been some people who are a little bit older who have listened to the show just to see like yeah. what you have to say. If you're still listening to this and you go into a restaurant and you want to chat the server and you're like, oh, that's a nice guy or that's a nice lady or something like that. Like really cool. Blah, blah, blah. They don't give a fuck no. about anything you now, say. A good server. And I pride myself. I was a pretty good server in my day. 
you will strike up that conversation. Yes. You can gauge it. You know, if it's a table, typically older, typically baby boomers, and they start chatting you up, then you know, hey, they're here for a You got to laugh. Then you you got to joke around. And you got to latch into that. You got to yeah. talk to them too. But if it's a table of two guys like us, we're here chatting with each other. We order our food and our drinks. Dude, get get us what we need to do and let us talk. I'm here yes. to visit with yes. you, you know what I mean? Yes. And and as a server, you need to recognize the difference. Yeah. Hey, give this table their space. They're not here to talk to me. There's a once once in a unicorn style, once in a great blue moon where if you're a couple of dudes and you got a really good looking server who lady that comes at you and you might be able to flirt with them and they might legitimately enjoy the conversation. Never assume it though, because most of them don't give a flying fuck. The they stripper don't care. does not like you. The stripper does not give a shit about your personality. <laughs> they just want That's the That's another good they idea just for this want episode. The $1 bill. We got great names in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Mark it half, down. Half the time we're like, what are we gonna call this shit? That's yeah. two good ones. Anyway. Yeah. Did you see the new Spider-Man trailer? I was going to say, let's bring that up. Okay, I'm going to geek out about this shit. This oh, new Spider-Man trailer came oh, out. Dude. I wasn't going to watch it, and then I was flipping around in TikTok, and I saw like a clip of, of the trailer yeah. that popped up, and I looked, as I was like, I got to watch this shit real quick. I went down the rabbit hole of the uh, Spider-Man No Way Home TikTok algorithm. Yeah. Somehow, I, I watched a few of them, and that's like all I'm getting. It's people giving theories about... And I went down this with, with WandaVision and Loki, too. And now it's happening with Spider-Man, and Spider-Man's not even out yet. So it's it I, looks I, like it's going to be really good, though. Like I, I can't we saw wait. Jamie Fox. We saw in the trailer. We saw him. Um, we saw Willem Dafoe. Yes, we we heard we heard Willem Dafoe. Well, we see, we did not see him. He we only saw the Green we Goblin. We see the Green Goblin that looks like his Green Goblin. It does look like his Green Goblin. I guess Goblin. we don't know if he's in in it. You saw, so I, so there was a, so in the, Willem Dafoe was given like a bit of a monologue hear or something like voice, that yeah. over it. And that's really like the Love jerk voice. off moment of the thing because Willem Dafoe has a great voice. He's a fantastic actor. Oh. Don't fuck with Willem Dafoe. Oh, um, Love him. But there was a scene and I don't think this is going to happen, but it looked like, um, cause it was like a, a, somebody on a goblin glider, but it was in the shadow, like darkness, nighttime. You couldn't see him. It almost looked like, um, James Franco's. Green Goblin. I don't. I can't imagine they're going to mm -hmm. bring James Franco into the fold, but it kind of looked like his version of the of the Goblin writer a little bit in there. But we saw him. We obviously knew Doctor Octopus was going to be in it. Um, we saw oh, my cat. My kitty. You can't. Yeah, there's kitty, 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 kitty. You have this. This video has just gone up about uh, ten likes, maybe twenty. I don't know, something like that. Uh, yeah, she gave you a look back. Uh, we saw anyway. We saw. We already knew Doc Ock was in it. We saw now Alfred Molina. Yes, we only heard his voice. This is the first time we've seen the Green Goblin in a trailer. We saw the Lizard from the Amazing Spider-Man. Right, and we saw the Sandman. Uh, at least not, not the actor that played him. But we saw like the big sand monster was it, version. Uh, Thomas that's, Hayden Church. That's or what I don't it, know because here's we the just thing. see him as yeah we don't because see his human form. Here's the thing in. The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, the Sandman leaves Spider-Man almost like a they, they almost on peaceful terms because Spider-Man understands him a little bit and he kind of lets him go and they kind of leave peacefully and stuff like this. So I'm now I'm like this can't be that Sandman like it's got to be a different it's got to be like from a different universe but, Sandman. But the Willem Dafoe Green Goblin is from Tobey Maguire's universe. Who dies? Yes, that's another thing. Like, so I think these are there's infinite universes. It's got, it's, it has to be like different universe, and we also see like a scene where Doc Ock is. I don't know if he's like, I don't know like what the situation is, but he's like working with the Tom Holland Spider Man and his little crew. They're at least talking. I saw like, a theory that they're not really talking. 
Really? You think that? The- I saw a TikTok, and there, you were, we're going to talk about this TikTok theories, that that was spliced together for the trailer. It could because be. they showed the background of Doc Ock. He looks like he's in some evil lair in the sewer or whatever. It looks like a And then they joint. showed the background of like uh, Peter and MJ. Yeah. And, uh, what's the friend's name? <laughs> anyway, them. So rude. It, 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 so it, horrible. It. Uh, they look like they're in like the basement of a house. They, it, they I'll like, be honest with you. It kind of looked like the same area. The background. They both don't look match. very run down. They look the like run down. The backgrounds don't areas. match to me. The theory is, but, that, but, but the shots from different angles though. So it could like, the, it looks like the shot when you're looking at Doc. It looked like it looks like almost they're facing each other. The way they edit it looks like they're facing each other talking. So the backgrounds, even though the same area, they look they, they look the same. Who knows what's going on? It could be fucking Mephisto, for all we know. Yeah, it could be. But uh, the the theory was when he says Otto Octavius, they like laugh at his name. Like, no, no, really, what's your name? You know what I mean? The theory is it's actually one of the other Spider-Men. It's either Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. And they say, my name is Peter Parker. And they laugh. No, no, really, what's your name? Because his name is Peter Parker. It could be. Could be that. Could be. We don't know. I also saw the cool theory about... When Doc Ock first appears on the bridge, and he's got the the metallic arms that we know and love, they showed him in this trailer later on. They were different. They look they look li- like Iron Man. Did yeah, you they see had like red plates on them. They they almost look like Stark tech. That was yeah, almost which, like nanotech. What? Almost. Like what? Yeah, that's that's gonna be interesting. So I don't know if this was like. I don't know if somebody like just did like a fan edit of this or if it was like a piece of a trailer that they didn't mean to release but and they edited it out. But there was a scene I saw on a TikTok. They really focus in. So there's the big like hero clash with the villain. I know just I saw this one. Where too. the bad guys are clashing with Spider-Man and stuff it's like Electro, that. It's Electro, Lizard, and uh, Sandman. Sandman. And they're like they're in the mid mid leap and they're gonna clash each other. The three villains are flying toward and you see Tom Holland flying toward them there's a moment where mid lizard is in mid-air and he's about to go at him and then like you can see like he gets punched like he took a back and he starts flying back a little bit but you don't see anything nothing hits you don't see anything so that's so there's a lot of people that are speculating i kind of hope this is true three villains attacking that we get three spider-man that we get miles morales because oh you think miles what other but what other spider-man can turn invisible He's the only Spider-Man that can turn invisible. I don't think they're invisible. I think they're edited out. I think Disney. Well, if you look, they at the, did if it you, with if Avengers. You, but if you look at the most recent trailer, like like if you look at some of the most, because I, I watched a couple different trailers, all of them have that entire scene edited before they even in class. So the, even the image of oh. Lizard being, even the image of Lizard being punched, that doesn't exist anymore. Don't get me wrong. I think we're getting Miles, and I have a theory where I really wanted to see Miles, which didn't happen. I already told you about it. But, yeah. But. I think in that scene you're talking about, it's Andrew, Toby, and Tom, the three Spider-Men fighting those three villains, and each picks one and one. And one, either Tom or I'm not sorry, not Tom, either Toby or Andrew is the one who punches the lizard in that scene. It could be that. But Disney didn't want to give away that all three Spider-Men are going to be in it, even though we all know we all, all know. Spider-Men but Andrew Garfield made the comment months ago. Oh, I haven't got a call from Disney. Oh, what? Did you get a call from Sony, you fucking liar? And he- <laughs> no, this isn't Disney. This is Marvel. <laughs> yeah, fucking bullshit. But anyway, he. Uh, I think they're going to be in it. But but we saw in Infinity War, I think it was, 
in the tra- the first trailer for Infinity War, the Battle of Wakanda, where the bad guys are good guys, yeah, are right, it was... we see the Hulk. And then when the movie came out, it was Hulk Buster. Yeah. But they changed Hulk Buster to be the Hulk because they didn't want to give that away. Yeah. Same thing in this. They they superimposed. They took out the other two Spider-Men. That's my theory. But I like yours that it could be Miles because he can go invisible. Yes. He can't go invisible. I would, I would like that. So when, that. When you're thinking about it, you're you, there's. it seems like there's multiple stories going on here. Okay, so you've got Spider-Man. Ned. And the, His name's Ned. There you go. Fuck. Uh, you got the Sinister Six fighting Spider-Man. But we you still also, don't know who the sixth is. But we also saw that Peter and Doctor Strange clash a little bit too. Something's going on where... Is Peter, it our Doctor Strange? Who... That's another big thing that people have been talking about since the last trailer. Who knows what Doctor Strange right. Maybe, Maybe it's fucking Mephisto that people keep jerking off to. Fucking Who the fuck Mephisto. knows? It's never going to be Mephisto. At this point, I don't want Mephisto. Yeah, neither do I. At this point, I I kind of hope Disney uh, and Marvel would say, you know what? You want Mephisto? We're never going to give you Mephisto. It's never going to happen. Ever. And you guys are going to keep wanting it and wanting it. And you're going to keep giving us more fucking money because you think you're going to get Mephisto. And it's never going to fucking happen. I kind of hope that. So I saw another trailer, and it was the scene you're talking about. And this is this is what leads me to believe that Disney took them out. It's it's that it's the trailer, and Tom and Ned, and they're all sitting there watching the trailer. And Tom goes, "Wait, where's?" And he stops, and he doesn't finish his sentence. And Zendaya looks over at him right as he's about to say it, and he catches himself. And he doesn't say it, but he's going to say, "Where is?" So I think that's another example that Disney were editing the people out. Yeah. But they love Marvel loves us talking about this, right? Yeah, this is our, everybody's internet buzzing about this. They want to get butts this. in the seats, and that's how they're, they're going to get butts. This this movie's going to make so much money. It's, it's gonna going make to make stupid all the fucking money. It's going to be it's going to make it's it's going to make it. Have you seen? Did you see Venom two yet? Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. I haven't. Like, Venom two. No. So. Spoilers. I I've not seen it either. But is it, I, is it on streaming? No, no, no. no. It's, I think it's only in theaters. I'm pretty oh. sure. Um, I've not seen it either, but I do know th- about the after credits of Venom too. Oh. Do you know about the after credits of Venom too? No. Is this a spoiler? You gonna spoil it? Here's the thing. I've heard Venom two sucks. So I, who gives a shit? Oh. So apparently, I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna say it. apparently the after credits of Venom two involve the collision of the multiverse. And something happens where Venom, like, kind of goes into a different universe in an after credits. So we clearly are getting teasers that Venom is going, that Venom in the Venom movie. Tom Hardy. Yes, is going to enter the multiverse and probably clash with Spider-Man at some point. Maybe in this fucking movie. So I told you. Who knows? I told you this off air. I have some ideas for Kevin Feige who listens to our show. I want him to take my ideas. And listen to these, okay? In the scene where Doctor Strange is, you know, talking to Peter, talking to Tom Holland, Peter, saying, I can't hold it back much longer. It looks like they're on top of the Statue of Liberty. Yeah. I wanted the very next scene, Ultron, to land next to him with an Infinity Stone, like from What If, in his head, and him to, to you know, James Spader voice. To be, oh, that would be so fucking cool. I also want to see a portal open up. You're and fucking Thanos, portals. You're fucking portals. Fucking portals in me. Than- the silhouette of Thanos to just be standing there. And the last thing I wanted to see, which you'll appreciate this, I wanted to see Tom Hardy like just 
walking. And, and you know how, like, Venom just, like, envelops him to become Venom, like, yeah. out of nowhere. Like, as Tom Hardy's walking, he just becomes this Venom. And it pans to the other side, and there's this younger black kid with a black Spider-Man suit. with his Not, not with his head on, just everything else. And he goes... You gotta be kidding, or something witty. Like, here we go again. Like one of those one-liners. Jesus Christ! And he instantly, instantly puts on the mask and goes into the oh, the Spidey pose <laughs> and like shoots web at him. And that would have been Miles Morales fighting Venom. Like, I, I want all of this, all of this to happen. You're asking for too much. I don't. First of all, based on your theory, don't know why Ultron would ever enter the fray in this. In, even if Ultron did enter the fray, I don't understand why a different universe, Thanos, would then enter the fray in this. Why battle. not? Why would they? Is the more important because question. Because it's you need to awesome. You need to create a reason because Thanos. But like, I can understand Venom coming into the fold because Venom is a Spider-Man villain. Thanos and Ultron are not Spider-Man villains. So I can't understand why they would. They're enter Avengers the fray like villains. That. But they're not Spider-Man. Spider-Man's an Avenger. But they're not Spider. This is a Spider-Man movie. It's a Spider-Man movie. Loki's a Thor villain, and we got him in the Avengers movie. I mean, but this is a Spider-Man movie. This is not a. This is not I a culmination of of all bunch of different superheroes in one. This is a Spider-Man movie. We've had what six, seven Spider-Man movies of just Spider-Man. The multiverse has collided. Yeah, we don't have that anymore, and that's why we can get all these other Spider-Man villains that come popping. The Fantastic into it. Four, the X-Men, they're all. Coming through. Rhino is the sixth member of the Sinister Six. I How think. do you know? I think. No, I think. I, isn't he like in, in like the comics? Isn't he like the sixth member of the Sinister this, Six? I've looked this up. According to the comics, or the Sinister Six has varied. It was yeah. Vulture. It was, Vulture. it was Mysterio. It was. Yeah, Vulture. It was. Vulture. Uh, I imagine it's Vulture. It's got to be. It's got to be Vulture. Because um, now you said Vulture, and I'll be honest with you, I think he. I think the. Um, play vulture fuck my blank in his name michael keaton Mike, i think michael keaton was in the end credits of venom 2 he was the end venom 1 venom. i saw venom 1 i think i thought he was in the end credits of venom 2 is what i thought because well, i saw I the know. video maybe I, he's in both of them maybe i don't know i could be fucking talking my ass i, don't know. I didn't see venom 2 i don't he's know in so venom 1 i haven't seen venom 2 yet michael keaton's vulture is in the end credits for venom 1 why venom 1 doesn't exist in our in that universe at this point because the multiverse didn't shatter. Well, that's why it was crazy. He's also been spotted, which this takes place after the whole multiverse thing, in the Morbius trailer. He's in the Morbius trailer. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense because this is after the multiverse was a thing. True, it is after. So yeah. that's, what, that's why it makes sense. Which, by the way, Morbius trailer looks bad. Morbius trailer looks good. Looks fucking good. I can't wait. That looks good as shit. What do you think? Etern have you seen Eternals yet? No, I've not seen it. I've heard, I've heard good things. I've also heard bad things. Did you hear... Did you watch Shang-Chi? No, I, haven't, I didn't watch that yet. Oh, it's good. Is it? I watched it. I heard that's okay. I think it's very good. Okay. I didn't, I didn't have much faith, but like, I want him in this now, too. I'm sure he'll make another appearance. Sure oh, he'll there's be in there's it. an after credits and it's long. I have, okay, I have, it's great. <laughs> I have not watched I've not watched Shang Chi or the Eternals yet. Uh, okay, I won't. So. You you spoil the after credits for Venom, so I'll I'll go spoil. ahead. I don't care. No, I'm just gonna say Wong. Okay. That's all I'm gonna say. <laughs> Name another Asian person in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that has that's like named. Wow. You can't, can you? So it has to be Wong. I can't think of any of it. I can't be like, oh, that guy with. Oh, I can't even think of. 
Well, now Shang-Chi, he's really great. Yeah, so you have the two Asian he's people really meeting great. up. Yeah. You know, it's it's like a clash of uh, Shaolin monks or something. Well, okay. <laughs> I'll do you one better. Captain Marvel Hulk. <laughs> okay. 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 But needless to say, we're excited. I'm I'm excited for this movie. Mm-hmm. I'm really the the trailer got me my nerd uh, neurons firing. Like seriously, I can't wait to see this. I want to see Eternals. I want to see Ghostbusters Afterlife, which as we're recording this came out yesterday. I told you like the ten year old me would want to kick the thirty seven year old me's ass for not seeing it on opening day because I've been waiting for Ghostbusters three my whole life. Yeah. And yeah. it's here, and I've heard it's wonderful. I've heard it's good, too. I've heard it's good. I want to see it, like, maybe tomorrow. So next next, uh, next week, maybe I'll have seen it. We're going to talk about it. Yeah. Spoiler-free talk, discussion of that. That's You better good. watch it, and then we can spoil Do you think it. I have time at all oh, to go see it? Do you think I have time to go to it's the theaters? the whole point of our podcast. Do you think I have time to go to a theater and see it? I don't. If it's on streaming, sure, yeah. But right now, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for that bitch. Spider-Man looks fantastic. It does. There's so many theories out there. I have a fun time listening to them because I know 90% of them are wrong. Yeah. And people are going to be really I mean, that, that's what that's it. what happened with WandaVision. They were wrong. Yeah. That's what happened with Loki. They were fucking wrong. So the ones I'm watching for this, they're going to be wrong. So it is what it is. So we're going to get into course cinema. Before we do that, yes. take a two-minute break. I think I'm going to have to start getting some intermission music or something like that. It's it's the seltzer, man. Like, I, fi- I, f- I find that light drinks, drinks that aren't, like, so heavy and stuff like that, they just go right through me, dude. Like, mm. so if we're going to keep doing light drinks, I'm going to have to keep doing bathroom. So I think I need some elevator music or some shit like that to, elevator music. to play in it. But it's Core Cinema time, Scott. For any new listeners out there who have never listened to our show, what Course of Cinema is, we each pick a movie for the other host to watch it has to be a movie they have not ever seen before that the other that we've seen so i pick something that i've seen that he has seen vice versa and we talk about it uh to remind everybody what movies we picked for this time you had me watch once upon a time in hollywood and i had you watch the 90s child classic double dragon yes you did i did i you think go it's, first yeah it's my turn to go first so quentin tarantino once a time in hollywood this is a long fuck i keep it's a saying long movie. i keep saying it but this is a long movie it's good and though. i'll be honest with you it's good there's a lot of shit they can cut out of this fucking movie there is so much unnecessary shit they could have cut out of this fucking movie there's a lot a lot okay so takes place in uh um 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 
80s takes place, right? 80s? 70s? No, 70s? 70s, 70s, 60s, yeah. 70s. 60s, yeah. 70s, yeah. So it takes place in like 60s, 70s, somewhere around the, around the, 60s, man, around yeah. the man's family time. Okay? Yes, that's, that's, that's important. Yeah, that's important. Around the time man's family is. I'm not too good on recent history. Oh, um, and it's basically uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt are basically kind of the leading men in this movie. And Leonardo DiCaprio is a Hollywood actor. And Brad Pitt is his former stunt double turned driver slash assistant. And they have like, they have like this amazing bromance between them. And it's not like a fake bromance like you would imagine. Like you could imagine that Brad Pitt's character would like. 1969. 69. So we were close, 69. That was a good year. Yeah. Um, so you could, you could imagine like if it was a bromance between like a rich celebrity and like some driver or something like that, that it would be like Brad Pitt's character would be like a fake friendship and stuff like that. And then when Leo turns his back, he's like, oh, this douchebag. But it's a real friendship. Like they actually are friends, even though good like, friends. Even yeah. though Lee, even though Brad Pitt's character is uh, his assistant slash driver slash basically like, hey, my satellite broke. Can you go back to my house and fix it while I'm on set, guy? Um, it's a real friendship they have. Like he holds no grudge against the fact that Leo is like a rich dude, and Brad Pitt lives in a shitty fucking trailer that is teeming with, I'm sure, disease and all kinds of other nonsense. Probably fleas, I imagine there. <laughs> Um, <coughs> he has a dog too. So. Yes. Yeah. But the story basically starts out with um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character realizing that his time, his fifteen minutes of fame are just about up. He's he's become right. up. He's a popular actor whose popularity is waning, and he's basically has to take on roles where he goes on other star shows and plays like the bad guy, the one-off bad guy in an episode or something right. like that, and this and everything. And it starts with. Um, I'm blanking on it. There's a lot of fucking actors' name. What's his name? Uh, um, I should really pull up the IMDb. Is what I'm. Yeah, because in there's a lot of names. Tarantino, there's a lot I mean, of fucking names. I don't know who you're talking about, but in Tarantino fashion, he's got a lot of good actors in this movie. He goes a lot of different routes. He does. I, I'm a big Tarantino fan. He does. Um, yeah, like I said, his his films are art. They they kind of really are. They really they they are definitely. He is his own genre. I think. Yeah. I was thinking of Al Pacino. Thank you. Al Pacino oh, is like Al this Pacino. Italian dude or something like that that's trying to get Leo to come over to Italy to shoot some movies, stuff like that. He doesn't want to do it because he thinks that like that's B actor shit and everything like that. Um, but Leo, his character gets a role on this show, this Western being the bad guy, this, this uh, gang boss in this local town or something like that. And um, basically he has to like memorize lines and go do the shoot. Side story, we have Marco Robbie's character who plays Sharon Tate. Mm -hmm. This is where it comes in with the whole Manson stuff because right. as we know, in real history, Sharon Tate and a bunch of her friends were murdered by a bunch of people from the Manson family. Right. Um, so in, in again, in Tarantino fashion, he did this with Inglorious Bastards and he did this with some other films. Don't don't spoil the end yet. Okay. Don't spoil the end yet. I know you're gonna say I want to save it for the end. Well, you gotta understand that it's okay. I understand. I understand, but here, but I want to. So the way that I was watching this movie, it kept cutting to Margot Robbie's character, right. kept cutting, cutting to Sharon Tate. Never did she have any interaction with the main two cat. Never did she have any interaction with Brad Pitt or Leo. Right. At any time in this movie, it was just like you would cut to her and she'd be doing some stuff. She'd be going to a party. She'd be walking down the street. She would go to her own movie that she starred in and. Um, sit there and watch it and laugh at the fact that everybody else loved her and really like really soak it in and be like, God, oh, these people love what I do. It's great. It's love stuff. The entire time in this movie, I'm like, what the fuck is the point of her character? I like Margot Robbie. She's a great actress. Mm. 
I'm sure but the that's entire why you time, like she really is a great actress yeah. on top of other things. But the entire time, I'm like, we're spending a lot of fucking time on her, and she's not adding anything to the story at all. And even when I get to the end, I'm gonna keep the opinion there didn't need to be this much Sharon Tate in the movie. There was a lot of fucking. There was a lot of nothing that happened in this movie. Um, but throughout the entire beginning of the story, Brad Pitt has this like little flirtation with, um, this hippie girl that he sees like walking down the street and stuff like that. And he, they never speak, but he's like driving down the road in his car. She sees him and they kind of like, there's a little flirtiness that happens. Like she's hitchhiking, like, Hey, you're going to go my way. Like looking at him and he's like, "Mm," like I'm going the opposite way. And she gives like the pouty face. It's a meet cute kind of thing. Like, Oh, they're having this like little flirty thing. Um, Meanwhile, the entire time Leo's on set, like rehearsing his lines, he he has his monologue with the main actor of this, of this um, Western, and he goes through like a crisis of his own ability to act because the entire time his monologue, he has to keep saying line, he has to keep like getting the line and stuff like that, and right. so like he freaks out and he goes back to his trailer and he this is true Leonardo DiCaprio fashion great acting moment where he freaks out and he's yelling at himself he's like no you got so fucking drunk stuff like that now you look like you didn't practice your lines like he's yelling at himself it was a it was kind of a great moment because it was like really emotional moment and stuff like that (coughs) he also has like really cool um um what do you want to call it connection with this lead actress who's this young girl who's like nine years old or something oh, like yeah, that yeah. and they have like this back and forth before he even starts shooting and uh he kind of gets her and she gets him and all this other bullshit and i'm like hey don't worry about that leo in 10 years you'll be dating her so don't worry about that <laughs> um but anyway so this entire uh, this thing is going on back to the side story with brad pitt he meets up with the girl and picks her up and stuff like that to like the girl is talking about the hippie girl because he's going the same way and they finally start flirting and he takes her back to her house where he takes her is what was the name of the ranch um it was the ranch where the manson family were holed up i can't remember the name of the ranch they used to film like movies there and stuff like that and the second he gets on this property you could tell everything's really fucking weird yeah it's like first of all it keeps cutting to the main house and one of the girls in there is like looking out the window and like giving like feedback to one of the other persons in the house and like, and the other woman's like, oh, you know, just like let him go or like keep an eye on him, make sure he doesn't come to the house, yada yada yada, this and anything. Meanwhile, all these girls and these, some of these guys looking out the house, they come out the shacks and stuff like that, and they're just staring. And Brad Pitt's, I'm I'm thinking to myself, get the fuck out of there, dude. Yeah. What the fuck are you doing there? Get out of there. Right. This dude rides up on a horse and stuff like that, and he's like kind of questioning him and stuff like that, and he kind of like lets him go. He's like, oh, he's cool, I guess. Yeah. And he rides off. And so they have like this moment where she's like trying to convince him like, hey, we're all cool people here. Maybe you want to, you know, weed you out and join our community or something like that. Trying to basically recruit him essentially into like the man's family, like that kind of thing. And he keeps saying like, I know the dude that owns his ranch. Yeah. I, I worked with him before. I'm a stunt man. I work him for where is he still here? And he's like, he's asking a lot of questions, a lot of questions you don't want to fucking ask. Right. And she's like, he's still here. He's up in the house, you know, yada, yada, yada. This thing. He's like, I think I'm going to go, you know, check on it. Say hi, you know, check on yeah. me. He's like, she's like, you don't want to do that. I don't know if you want to do that. Don't, you don't, you don't worry about it. He's like, mm, I'm going to do that. Walks up to the house. Five do five people walk out of the house and walk past him. And he walks up to the screen door. And there's this girl on the other side of it. Who's apparently, uh, fuck buddies with him or some shit like that. And he basically gets himself in the house and goes in and sees the guy for You think he's dead. 
you you, th- you think he's dead. He's it's Bruce like, Dern. Too. Yes, he's laying on this bed in the back room. This house is fucked up. Yeah. There's a see, there's a shot where there's this mouse in like a glue trap that is like screeching and stuff like that, moving around. You're like every, the dirty dishes everywhere, just nothing but gunk and grossness all around and the it place. It used to not be that way. Yeah, no. And he goes in the back room and he like wakes him up and they have like this Quentin Tarantino fashion dialogue where he do- he loves his dialogues. And this dialogue back and forth, and he basically gets the idea like, oh, I guess he's fine. I guess he's fine with the fact that this young girl is fucking him and all this other shit. So he leaves, and he, like, walks past. He's like, I think I'm going to go. I think I'm going to take off. Like, not going to join the community kind of thing. And he's, like, going back to his car, and one of the dudes stabbed his one of his tires. Meanwhile, it's not Brad Pitt's car. It's Leonardo DiCaprio's car. Yeah. He, he basically took a, like a screwdriver or something like that or a knife and stuck it in the tire. And then he has the gall to laugh in Brad Pitt's face. He's sitting on the fence and he's laughing. He's like, you do this? He's like, oh, yeah. like blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. He goes up to him. And he's like, fix it. Not he, he he pulls a tire out of the trunk, throws it on the ground, and says, like, fix it. And he laughs at him. And Brad Pitt walks face and knocks this dude to the fucking ground. Yes. Beats the fuck out of him. And then has the goal to turn back to the 20 or so fucking people that stand by him. He's like, if you guys take another fucking step, I'm going to kill this guy. Yeah. And then punches him in the face, throws him at the car. He's like, that's my boss's car. It's not even my car. Right. Fix a tire. Some one girl gets on a horse, rides off to go find the other dude, the horse from the uh-huh. when he first got there. Dude comes back on the horse. You think, oh shit, Brad Pitt, get the fuck out of there. Get the fuck out of there. He gets, he, he rides back on the horse. You see Brad Pitt's car just kind of driving off down the dirt road. And you're like, thank God. Because this dude would have fucking killed this dude. This dude would have, because he was, he had like, what, 20, 30 fucking people there. They would have mobbed him and like strung him up or like skinned him alive or some other shit. That they I don't know. Like he was a pretty, he was badass. <laughs> he was badass. But he would have like, taken him down. If you have like. 30 people and they all have weapons and uh, even like Brad Pitt badass wouldn't be able to take that on. Um, so I'm going to say, I'm going to say this. He, Brad Pitt goes and picks up Leonardo DiCaprio and takes him back to his house and they go back inside and watch TV, get the pizza, beer and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Brad Pitt puts a acid cigarette in Leonardo DiCaprio's cigarette box. And I'm saying this for a reason because this makes this plays into effect later on in the movie. Right. He puts an acid cigarette and he says, don't drink, don't smoke this. It's for me later. You know, you maybe smoke a little bit, but leave me some because, you know, it's an acid cigarette. And then it kind of like fast forward, you know, still more Sharon Tate stuff. I'm like, okay, we don't need this fucking nonsense, everything like that. And it kind of like does this like model, this like um, narrative, narrator kind of jumps in and is like, oh, Leonardo Cap's character took the job in um, fucking Italy. Italy and, you know, did some movies over there and married an Italian woman, came back home, yada, yada, yada. Um, because he has a wife. Now he says like, he can't, uh, pay Brad Pitt's character anymore because he doesn't have a lot of money or whatever nonsense. But I think Brad Pitt's not living in his like second house or something like that. Right. I, I don't know. But this is the part of the While movie. While he's in Italy, Brad Pitt watches his property. Yeah. So he stays in his guest house. Yeah. And he's still there when they yeah. come back. Right. So, I'll be honest with you. Up until this point of the movie, I was like, this is a long movie and there are parts of it that are really good, but it's not good so far. It's not really that good so far. Leonardo DiCaprio is great in it, everything. He's a great actor. He has a scene at the end uh, or at the end of his shooting in the Western movie where he's got that little girl and he throws her on the ground and stuff like that. And it's a great acting scene. It shows Leo at his best and it's great. But up until this point in the movie, I'm like, this movie is like long and there's not, a, this is, doesn't seem like a Quentin Tarantino movie to me. Not a lot of shit has happened. It's kind of boring. It's entertaining some parts, but it's too long. Then we get to this fucking part. 
Three people, including the one dude that was on the horse in the Manson farm, roll up. No, four people roll up in this junker of a car, and they're like scoping the place out. Leonardo DiCaprio's character comes out and yells at him and saying, like, get that fucking piece of shit out of the driver. This is a gated community. Get the fuck out of here. Like, get in a bunch of shit. The dude's got a gun at his side, like, waiting, like, to shoot Leo DiCaprio's character. But the dude's like, I'm going to call the cops. You don't get that fuck out of here. And they're like, all right, all right. And they back out. They decide they're going to target Leonardo DiCaprio's instead character of... instead of Sharon Tate's. Because as we, as we know, in, his, in cultural history, they target Sharon Tate's house and they kill her. And she's pregnant this time. So they right. kill her and the baby and the six, like five or six other people that are in the house with her. Right. So because, they were coming to Sharon Tate's house. Yes. She's apparently Leo's neighbor, which we yeah. never knew until this moment. Yeah. And uh, as they're coming, that's when Leo comes out of the house and they say, oh, he's a famous person, too. <laughs> we'll get him. Yeah, we're going to take him. So the four of them get out. They walk into the driveway. One of them fucks off, like says, oh, I forgot my knife. Let me go back to the car and get it. Gets in the car and fucks off. And it's like, oh, that fucking traitor. So three of them, two girls and this one dude, go up to this house. Brad Pitt, meanwhile, the entire time that they're walking up, has taken his dog for a walk and has smoked that acid cigarette. So he's high as fuck when he comes back. Mm-hmm. He comes back to the guest house and... The three of them kind of like bust in the house. The one dude uh, busts in the front door. The other two girls, like one girl went in the back door or something like that. And the other one went to the side something like that. So basically Brad Pitt's in this guest house surrounded by these three dudes. They all have like knives. The one dude has like a gun. And Leo is in his pool, as he likes to do, with headphones on, like rehearsing lines and stuff like that. Just kind of floating his pool in his chair, rehearsing lines. Brad Pitt's character. First of all, he's got a bull. He's got a, 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 a pit. Pit bull? I think so, yeah. I think it's Pippa. Trained so well. He's an extremely trained dog. Like, we're talking police dog level training that this dog has. And the dog is sitting on the couch, and, like, Brad Pitt's, like, he's high. So he's, like, laughing at him. Like, holy shit, like, what the fuck is going on? And stuff like that. Dude points a gun at him, and he, like, puts his hand to the side because the dog is about to, like, feels he feels the threatening nature of these people. He's about to jump, and he puts his hand aside, like, "Mm, steady, steady, boy. And he kind of keeps a focus on him. Right. And they have this, like, dialogue back and forth and stuff like that about all this nonsense and everything like that. And then at a certain point, Leonardo DiCaprio's wife comes out and kind of distracts him for a quick second. And Brad Pitt gives him that, like, the quick signal. And the pit bull just, roar, just jumps up, grabs the dude oh with the gun's God. wrist. It, everything went from zero to 60 in about two seconds flat. Yes. Like, this is the point of the movie. Like, this kind of makes the entire movie watchable. The justice end scene. Fucking pit bull goes up, grabs the fucking dog's or dude's wrist, like shakes the gun out of him, and then goes for the dude's nuts. And so he's like chomping on his nuts. Meanwhile, the chick behind Brad Pitt like comes like, screaming, like ah, comes running at the knife, like ready to stab him. He, Brad has a can of fucking dog food in his hand. Yeah. Turns on and fucking fastballs <laughs> his can right into this woman's face, caves her face and breaks, breaks her, just ble- blood all over the place, like knocked her on. She's on the ground screaming just bloody murder because blood's, her face uh-huh. is like halfway caved in. <clears throat> and this other chick comes at him and stuff like that and they have like a tussle and, every, and all this other shit and everything like that. And Brad Pitt takes the dog and like gives him the signal to go like go after the other woman who's on the ground because she like pulls a knife out and uh-huh. she's going to come at, at him. So he, he switches targets and he goes to the dude and it's, it's just a whole fucking melee. It's a fucking yeah. melee where Brad Pitt is just fucking these people up. At one point, one of the girls like is running is like stabs him in the leg with her knife and he just looks at it and looks at her. And then with the blade in his leg, mm-hmm. 
I think he, with the blade is like proceeds to beat her the fuck up and then take her head and smash her relentlessly on the fireplace mantle, then turn around and smash her head relentlessly in the coffee table, basically like Kate just des- her. decimating yeah. her, not just killing her, destroying her is what is yes. what is what uh, he does. Um, the other dude's fucked up. The one chick, she like, um, <clears throat> she like, she's like all fucked up and she can't see because she, he threw the can at her head. And so she can't see she's all bloody and stuff like that. At one point she's like swinging around the knife and she goes like out the back door where Leo's in the pool. Uh, line. she like crashes oh. through like the door and stuff like that. And like, f- like freaking out. Like, ah, and Leo's like, what the fuck is going on? And he like gets out of the pool. She falls in the pool cause she can't see. Right. Like I said. And then this comes this scene, which rewind to the beginning of the movie. We're talking about Leonardo DiCaprio's uh, character's like career, film career, and at one he point he was movie. he was in Nazi war movies. And one of his big things scenes was he is brandishing a flamethrower. He's yes. brandishing a flamethrower, and he like has like one of those cool like like Hollywood one liners, and like burns a bunch of Nazis, like Nazi officers, while they're yeah. planning attacks stuff like that. It's great. For some reason, he this dude has the flamethrower in his shed. Well, he's made the comments. Let me keep the flamethrower. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he has a flamethrower in his shed. This woman is like freaking out. She's in the pool. She stands up at the pool. She's like ah, like screaming. Leo comes out in a bathrobe, slippers, with a flamethrower on his back, and just. Torches her in the fucking pool. Yeah. Just, yeah. just just completely crisps her up. Like, it's insane. And then it's like, cops come, and they have, like, this moment and stuff like that. Like, the wife, his, Leo's wife is freaking out, but, like, she took a bunch of sleeping pills. And this is, like, the true bromance of the story. They're loading up Brad Pitt's character in the ambulance because he got stabbed in the leg. Right. And Leo's like, what hospital they could take you to? And then, I'll get in the car, I'll follow you, and stuff like that. And he's like, no, 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 don't worry about me. You know, go tend to your wife. He's like, don't worry about my wife. She's taking a bunch of sleep pills. She's knocked out and everything like that. Let me. It's like a true fucking bromance that they yeah, have. Like to continue. Yeah, I, li- the I like their chemistry. It, it very much is. I don't think Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio ever worked together before. Do I don't they? think they have either because I can't they remember. were they I don't were know. great together. They really were. I want to yeah. see. I kind of want to see more of them. I do too. So the ambulance takes him off, and then we get the scene at the end where Leo's just kind of standing there, and this one dude who is Sharon Tate's husband comes down to the end of the driveway and is like. So what happened? What's going on? Stuff like that. And Leo's like, oh, a bunch of fucking assholes just broke into my house and tried to kill us all and stuff like that. But they were taken care of. The police got here and yada yada. It's like, holy shit. And then Margaret Robbie's character gets on the intercom of the outside the gate. He's like, what happened? Like, and they have like, Leo and here have this little dialogue. He's like, and he, you should come up, you know, ha- come up and have drinks. You know, got a bunch of us here. And, yeah, they're going to become and friends the dudes, now. And the dude's right. like, all right, yeah. And he, and he goes in there. They're and, both famous yeah, people. Yeah. So, yeah. So they walk up the driveway. They're having a little chit chat and stuff like that. And that's that's one of the great things about, I like what Quentin Tarantino does. He does a lot of alt history stuff. He does yes. a lot of really cool things. With You take something in history and you kind of change it a little bit. And then it makes this really cool end result. Dare I say alternate universes? Maybe. maybe, maybe I don't know. Okay. We'll see about that, you yeah. know. Um, but it, it was really cool. The last scene makes up for a lot of it. I'm going to say this one thing. We don't need that many shots of bare feet. We don't need there that many. There was a many. lot of bare feet. There was, yeah. there was a lot. Look, we all, know, we all know Tarantino has a foot fetish, and that's fine. And you know what? I've accepted the fact that he wants to include a few of those scenes in his movie. It's his movie. He can do whatever he wants. However... There were a fuck ton of women showing their bare feet who all have, for some reason, even Sherry Tate's have dirty black 
feet at the bottom. Nobody takes a fucking bath in this universe. Well, they're, apparently, they're hippies living in a commune. Sharon there. Tate's character, when she puts her feet up on like she, when she's in the movie theater watching, she at one point she puts her feet up on the back of one of the chairs. The bottom of her feet are dirty as fuck. Oh, they are too. They are dirty as shit. He apparently has not just a foot fetish, but a dirty foot fetish. I'm guessing okay. because, but every all the time, every chance he gets, he puts. It was too much. It was a little too much. I'm sorry. It, for me, it was a little too much. Not not to kink shame. You let him have his thing. Sounds like you're kink shame. Let him have his thing. I'm just saying. You're very. You're. you're it was I a little say, much. No pun intended. You're toeing the line. Oh, kink, kink shaming that's here. why we get paid the big bucks here. Oh yeah. But all in all, it's a good movie that could have been cut down a lot. There's a lot they could have cut from the movie and still would have just as good of a movie. Well, it was a very long movie, and you gave oh, an yeah. entire like synopsis about it. I did. I'm not going to do that with the movie you gave me, Double Dragon. Oh, yeah? That is not what I'm going to do. Oh, yeah? In the words of my <laughs> grandfather, boy, this was a doozy. Mm-hmm. So the reason why I know this movie is because <sighs> growing up, we didn't have cable. Or we had cable every now and then whenever the cable company had, like, those deals. We're like, hey, get, like, a year – get, like, six months of cable for, like, half off or some shit like that. So, but, like, there were long times where we didn't have cable. So we were VHS. We were movie watchers and videotape watchers and stuff like that all the time. And so a- after a certain amount of time, you end up watching a lot of movies over and over again. And Double Dragon was a movie that was in the video case shelf. That I would pick out every now and then just to watch because oh you're because you're eight years old or nine years old or something like that, and you're like I, I guess we'll watch Double Dragon again. Now Double Dragon is a video game. Yes, turned into a movie, and it's a classic like '90s adaptation of video game movies where like Super Mario and Mortal Kombat, where it's like they took the video game and they kind of made it a movie, but it's like shit. We'll yeah. say like. I kind of have a guilty pleasure for the Super Mario Brothers movie. Yeah, John Leguizamo and, you and know, uh, yeah, John, uh, Paul uh, Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. I like that movie. It's not good. No, it's terrible. It's not good, but I like. It's not it. even a good adaptation of Super Mario. Like Yoshi was like a dude that got turned into like a weird dinosaur, and then the Coop the Coopers were people that got turned into dinosaur, and then like. King Koopa, a.k.a. Bowser, was just a dude. Just a dude. That's what he was. He was a yeah. dude who somehow evolved from dinosaurs, yet he looked like a dude. Just saying. It wasn't good, but no. I like it. I even like Mortal Kombat. Yeah. Did not like this movie. You think you didn't like it because you didn't grow up with it? You didn't watch it as a kid? Very well could be. Do you like it? No. Okay. I don't think it's very good. I think it's a shit movie. I think... I just... Said, I think in the right mind... I didn't, here's the thing. I didn't, I didn't do what you did. I didn't rewatch it again to okay. like get a fresh mind of it. I think in the right mindset, if I'm like, I just want to watch something for nostalgia's sake, I think I could watch it, but I think I would look at it and be like, God, this is a lot of shit. Oh, God, There was sometimes... Like, there, there's one scene at the beginning where there's a car chase. Yeah. And, and it's set in a dystopian futuristic, which I kind of like that. I kind of like the future world that it's set up in. But they had like the, didn't it, wasn't they had like the engine that could like was fueled on garbage and shit like that. So somehow there's garbage all over the streets, and yet we have the ability to create engines that fuel on garbage, and yet there's still garbage all well, over the fucking like, streets. The and, gangs have taken over yeah. the cities. Basically, there was they're in L.A. and there was a giant earthquake. 
that fucked everything up. That fucked everything up, and it's like it, it's like a dystopian future. It's it's not good. But the two main characters are brothers, and there's an ancient prophecy. About, always an ancient prophecy. And they're, they're always doing kung fu. There's, like, underground kung fu fights. But the scene there, there's a car chase at the beginning. One of the leaders of one of the gangs, they're out past curfew, I guess. There's a certain time period where, like, the cops start patrolling, stop patrolling, and the city becomes property of the gangs. Yeah. And everybody has, has to be in by this it's like, time. It's almost like a, a mutual agreement that because the gangs are so powerful, it's almost like a mutual agreement the cops have with the gangs. Like, look, we'll take the daytime, but at nighttime, we'll let you have it as long as you don't fuck with us in the daytime too much. Yes, they have an agreement. Yeah. Well, these two brothers, they get caught out After past curfew. the deadline, yep. and they get stopped by this gang to like pay a toll, pay a fine. And there's a car chase to get away from them. Entirely too long. <laughs> Entirely too long. There was like two times where I'm like, I like picked up my phone. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta watch this. I gotta watch this for the show. And before I know it, I'm like back in my phone. I'm like, why am I looking on my phone? Like, they're still chasing in a car. Yeah. It took so long. It's a long um, chase. Yeah, it's it's not good. Alyssa Milano is in it. Yes, she is in who it. Who I love her. I but, think she's gorgeous and beautiful. I hated her hair. Yeah, that's so. She had her hair, and everybody knows Alyssa Milano. She's yeah. like a '90s absolute it girl. Yeah. Like her hair was like buzzed and dyed blonde. It wasn't buzzed. It was, it was very really short. short. It was it very was really sh very short. short. It wasn't buzzed, but it was very short. Um, so I don't know how you feel about it, but here's my opinion on women with short hair. Ladies, do whatever you want to do. It's your body. Do, it, do, do what you want to do. As me personally, though, only certain women can pull off the short hair look. Only certain women can do it, and not it's not a universal thing. I like short hair. Not that short. I don't like it on Alyssa Milano. I don't know what it is. I don't mind short hair, too, but I definitely don't like that short hair. That's That's too short for me. Well... Oh, it was just not good. It's just not a good movie. I don't even know where to go from here, man. There's just... Um, Robert Patrick is the villain. Yeah. Love Robert Patrick. <laughs> I mean, from Terminator 2 Judgment Day and X-Files, the later seasons. Would you say he was the best part of this movie or the worst? I love Robert Patrick. <laughs> I don't love the character he played in this. He didn't know what he was. There was no development with him. No. He was like a white guy who was somebody else. And then like midway through it changes and he goes by like some Japanese name. Yeah. But he can do like magic powers. He's a magician. <laughs> he's, he's got, he's, he's, he's got, that's up. you know, he's got a, the whole thing is like, he's got to find the medallions. You know, you got to find the medallions. They're trying to get these two medallions that were. That the brothers have. They're, the brothers, they're, they're, they, they got them. Yeah. And then he gets the medallions and he can do all kinds of crazy magic shit where he turns into a shadow. Yeah. <laughs> and he can choke your shadow, which chokes you. So, you know, that kind of stuff. Is that something from the game? Can you do that in the game? No. No? No, no absolutely not. I've it's never not a, played the game. I've only played the game a couple times. It's, the game is, it's an NES game, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the game For, is basically like one or two players and it's like you're, con you're just going down a screen fighting people. And every now and then you get like power ups and you can change like. Oh, animals. it's is it like a side scroll like? Yeah, uh, yeah, it's like a side scroll like, game. Like turtles in time, where you're just like walking around. Oh, here's a guy yeah. beat him up, beat him up. Okay, next guy. I thought it was like a fighting game. 
like a street fighter or a Mortal Kombat. No, no, there's no, two it, people that fight, and then if I remember correctly, it was a side scrolling okay. game. Well, that yeah. I thought it was. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, it's not that. Okay. Yeah. Well. So. All right. What about the gang member that got mutated and he, he got old? Oh, the guy who's chasing him in the car, the leader of the, the leader of the gang. That, yeah. They like decide to turn him into a mutant. Yeah, he, and he's this giant. He looks like a giant he's, testicle. He's nothing but muscle. That's all he is. Nothing but pu- he's literally muscle. He's gross. He's disgusting. And he's stupid. And he's just like. The villain, like chasing them throughout. Yeah, he's like the it follows throughout the, throughout the movie, and oh my god. And then there's the moment where at the end of the movie, the brothers realize uh, you know their secret power, and they they do the thing where they clash the coin, the two medallions together, and they get the double dragon, and they get the Power Ranger style outfit. Only they're like Asian Power Ranger style. Uh, I guess Power Rangers origin those outfits originally Asia, Japan. So never mind. So but yeah, yeah, a lot lot of stuff, a lot of a lot of. A lot of nineties crap, right? <laughs> it was it was I tough. Can tell. It was tough to get. Was through. this the toughest movie I've ever given you? That you can think of? Bad bed was pretty bad, but it was kind of fun. I didn't even have fun with this. Really? It was, yeah, it was rough. It was really? Rough. And that's me. I'm I'm usually much easier going. It was. I think, and there's no way. There's absolutely no way to prove this unless we like invent time travel. I think if you would have watched this when you were a kid, you would have liked it. and You might have a different nostalgia feeling for it. I honestly think that. Well, because it kind of it kind of feels like one of those shit movies, like Mario and all the all those other kind of movies where it's like they're bad movies, but you kind of love them. Here's a fun fact: first CD I ever owned. The soundtrack to the Super Mario Brothers movie. Really? Really? I know that's embarrassing. I think the first CD I ever owned was Big Willie style. Oh, <laughs> wow. That's. Pretty sure that was the first CD I ever owned. Second <laughs> CD I ever owned? Here, he, when CDs first came onto the scene, I, I was in a phase, and you'll understand. Second CD I ever owned The Dumb and Dumber soundtrack. You seem to be going for the uh, movie soundtrack. I like. I I still do, but I liked them at the time, and then I, then I moved on from there. Did you ever own the Baja Men CD? No, you never owned that. I own that. Did you? I had that. I I actually listened to the entire fucking CD. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Baja Men had other songs besides "Who Let the Dogs Out." Yes, they did. They had was like, the CD a parental advisory? I don't think so. Did they say bad words in their other songs? I don't remember specifically. I know they had a lot of other songs on that CD, though. When I was at Walt Disney World this past year, oh, no, the year before, because COVID was last year, they were performing at Epcot Center. Really? The Baja Men. Really? I didn't go. Really? Really. They, the Baja Men were performing this past year. At Walt Disney World. The ba- in, in the last couple years. All the Baja Men. Uh, the original Bahamut, not like a, not like a group that called themselves the Bahamut. Like it was the Bahamut. I don't know who the originals were or if they're, but they did. Who let? But the it wasn't dogs like out. it wasn't like a cover thing where they just nope. called themselves like Bahamut. They were the Bahamut. Wow! It was like they had the concert series at Disney where they get like famous people. Like Three Doors Down was there. Like uh, Sean Colvin was there. Like not like superstar. Like Taylor Swift's not going to perform there. Like Kanye West's not going to perform there, but like people who 
aren't going to be cover bands playing at your local dive bar. Like legit people who had hits in the 90s and the 2000s are playing there in this concert series. And the Baja men were there. Wow. Why? I don't know. So in my so when I was a kid, listened to the Baja Men in the same CD case. I had Baja Men, Big Billy Style, and DMX, all in the same CD. So that tells you a lot about my childhood. I was both innocent and corrupted all all at once. Scott, we got to pick next week's course of cinema or next show's course of cinema. Next I guess. show's gonna, course of cinema. No, I'm going to say next week. We're going to say next show's course of cinema. So, Scott, I decided to pick for you movie directed by George Clooney, starring Matt Damon, called Suburbicon. Oh, I've never seen it. On Paramount Plus. So it's okay. on Paramount Plus Suburbicon. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have you watch that. I'm going to give you a rom-com. I know how much you love them. Oh, God, I love rom-coms. But I, I'm not a big rom-com fan myself, but this is like my probably my favorite one. I love, I love this movie. And I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. If it's, it was on Netflix. If it's been taken off of Netflix, let me know. I own a copy of the DVD. I'll get it to you. But I think it might still be on Netflix. The movie is called Something Borrowed. Something Borrowed. Who's that starring? Uh, Kate Hudson, John Krasinski, um, Jennifer Goodwin. Oh, God. What? Nothing. I the cast I can already tell what kind of movies is going to be. Even though I love John Krasinski, it's not He's good en- at it. It's, it's not good. enough to make me. Mm. Um, I enjoy this movie, so that's what you got to watch. Yay! Yay! I think you'll like it. I think you'll like we'll it. We'll see about that. We will see about that. So once again, that's Suburbicon for you on Paramount Plus and something. Let me let me rephrase. I think you'll hate the characters. I think you'll hate the people. Because I already hate the people. <laughs> but the, but the mo- you might actually like the movie. Go in with an open mind. I will try to go okay. with an open mind. All I right. will try. Scott, how can the people get a hold of us? Oh, jeez. Or uh, if you want me to do it in my my sultry voice. Yes, I got I got some uh, got some something going on with my voice you, right now. You, you figure out how to end the show, and I will go in my sultry voice. If you want to get a hold of Four Distraction, <laughs> you can email us for distraction at gmail.com. We are on Facebook and Twitter. Search for distraction at podcast FYD. We're on SoundCloud and iTunes or Spotify. Search for distraction on there and listen to us on whatever your preferred way you like to listen. Subscribe, like our show, comment, share us with your friends. The only way we grow is if you guys help us grow. We also stream live on Facebook. As you can see, if you're watching us right here, we are streaming on Facebook now. So if you go to our Facebook and like our page, you'll get notifications for when we go live. It's typically Saturday nights. We can vary from time to time, but usually it's a Saturday night. So you can if you don't want to watch us live, the video is up there too. And I will also put it on our YouTube. Link will be, I think, should be in the Facebook. If I haven't put it on there, somebody remind me, please. You know what? Comment and remind me. I put it me. recently. You did? Never mind. Uh, we can put it again, though. But I will upload the video on our YouTube, and you can subscribe to us on there. If you want to find our show on YouTube, we're not popular enough yet to search for our name. But if you search the name of the episode, they usually pop up. So search the name of the episode, whatever the episode is, Spank Bank or something We're going to call like this Spank Bank. Spank Bank. Search Spank Bank on there, and I'm sure we'll pop up or something like that. Or uh, you'll get to that weird part of YouTube. Yeah, you never that, want to yeah, venture to. You never want to get to that weird part. 
never want to go there. Never want to get there. Also, we are still a member, as you heard at the beginning of the show, of the Electronic Media Collective. So head over to electronicmediacollective.com and you can l- sh- listen to us on there. We've got a bunch of really, really good shows on there. I can't wait to you hear sound from like you. John Tesh. Who's not John Tesh? Uh, he does one of those like easy listening. like Really? Yeah. I'm thinking about getting the ASMR game. Just the ASMR game, you know? Just kind of like put you to sleep, lull you to sleep with my sultry voice. You, know. you should do like an audible reading. An audible reading. We know somebody that does audible I know. Readings. That's what you got an in. I, I don't have an in with this person at all. As you recall, we you fell a former podcast where we tried to get on each other's shows and it didn't really like pan out or anything like that. So, yeah. Shit happens. So here's the thing. With a voice like that, you will definitely score some spank banks there. You know what? It, here's the thing. I'm willing to. I, I'm open to the idea of you telling me to let me know if I'm in your spank bank. But here's the thing. Even in the spank bank, you have to remember, the stripper doesn't really like you. 